John from Packers Blitz, and I have a great deal for you. We've been using Podbean for months now, and we love it. So you can get a free month of hosting for your podcast. But wait, there's more. We can also throw in $100 of free advertising where you can advertise on Packer Blitz or many other podcasts on Podbean. So like I said, we love it here, Packers Blitz. So all you have to do is go to PackersBlitzPodbean.com. That's PackersBlitzPodbean.com. Click on the special links, and you all set and get you up and running. And like I said, Packer Blitz loves it, and you'll love it too. Hi, my name is John. This is my good buddy, Andy, and you're listening to the Packers News Blitz podcast. And I like to say news because we have some news we're going to report in this one, too. <laughs> and this podcast is always done for the fans by, of course, two fans, Andy and I, who survived the dark times of the 80s of Packers football and lived to talk about it. And again, this podcast is always dedicated to the best fans of all. Packer fan. And Andy, it is our 20th episode. The big 2-0, John. Yeah, that's awesome. And I yeah, I couldn't ask for a better friend. And I love you, buddy, to do this and to continue on with this because this has been so much fun. And uh, you know, I look forward to it uh, every week. So <laughs> yeah, we get to talk about our favorite team, the Green Bay Packers. So yeah, it's pretty awesome and get to get a lot of things uh, off our chest, so to speak, and vent (laughs) on a pretty much a weekly basis, which is lately uh, that's been uh, necessary therapy, I think is the right word for it. Exactly. With all the news and all the things going on here. So let's get right right into it. Let's talk about Rogers and Pat and the Packers. And this crazy trade and what's going on with the Jets. And, oh, boy. There's so much news out there and so much uh, noise, as I like to say. But, Andy, you have an introduction. <laughs> so yeah, usually I don't do that? a whole lot of this, John, so I'll just kind of get in there and do it. So I just wanted yeah. to say welcome, everybody. Welcome, everyone. Uh, just to warn everybody ahead of time, there will be copious amounts mm-hmm or a plethora of dictionary words I will be using during this Packers Blitz podcast. So uh, fans, if you don't know, uh, copious means an abundant uh, amount or supply quantities. And plethora means pretty much the same thing. It's a larger excess amount of something. So John, the reason we're using all these, you know, big words is though we make it seem that we know more than we actually do. And today (laughs) uh, we have a cornucopia of Packers news to get to. uh, So take it away, John. Okay, Andy, I'm just going to have to say this. Yeah. Before we start, there we go. Uh, we're a bunch of nerds. That's okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, first thing, sad news for Packer Nation. Uh, Packers legend John Brockington passed away on Friday at the age of 74. So, this is sad news. One of the things, he was an incredible running back for us in the early 70s when the Packers were, well, still pretty good. Um, and here's the thing is, what makes it even more depressing is the Packers couldn't draft a running back good enough for a long time. <laughs> and we'll get into that, who we finally got some running backs later on. But, man, that was depressing. Losing a legend, um, it's always sad to see that. But also it's depressing that we could not find a running back after him. So, Andy, um, why don't you get a little history about John Brockington? Yep. So the the Packers uh, selected John Brockington out of the Ohio State uh, as the ninth overall pick in the 1971 draft. Uh, He was actually considered a fullback. In his rookie season, he ran for 1,105 yards. That earned him Offensive Rookie of the Year honors along with All-Pro honors. 
He helped the pack win a NFC Central Division title in 1972. It was the only division title that the Packers won from 1967 to 1995. John, (laughs) those were dark times. Dark Very times. Very dark times. Yes. Our time. Yeah. yeah. So in 1973, he became the first back in NFL history to have 1,000-yard seasons in each wow. of his first three seasons. Although John Brockington never reached those highs again, he did play in every single game for the Packers in his six wow. seasons with the team. John Brockington was an offensive stalwart for the Green Bay Packers for much of the 1970s and a Packers Hall of Famer. And, and here are some of the comments made by franchise CEO Mark Murphy oh and one of this podcast's <laughs> favorite people. <laughs> here we he go. Said, he said, this is Mark Murphy's quote. Here we go. The Packers family was saddened to hear about the passing of John. One of the great runners of his era, John was an exciting player to watch with his powerful running style. Fans enthusiastically welcomed John back to Lambeau Field over the years, fondly remembering the 1972 championship as well as the bright spots he provided in the less less successful seasons <laughs> so he did have to bring that mm-hmm. up so the one bright spot did. was the 1972 uh championship um so on a personal note i remember watching john brockington run when i was just a wee little lad growing up in milwaukee wisconsin a wee little. uh i did remember him he's one of the few running backs uh you know one of the first running backs i remembered watching on uh on television uh, the only other running backs that I finally remember seeing back way back then was the Juice, uh, OJ Simpson. Mm. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, that OJ. <laughs> uh, Tony Tony Dorsett. Uh, he played for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, OJ Simpson, by the way, played for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Larry Zonka. Uh, I believe he played for the Miami Dolphins, and the all-time best running back tandem of. Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer, they both played yeah. for the mm. Pittsburgh Steelers. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, I remember way back when. So, um, and John, I would have been, <laughs> I would have been probably maybe five or six years old, mm. somewhere yeah. in that range when I was watching all this. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah. so uh, nice. way back when. But yeah, one of the first, uh, you know, uh, memories I have of a running back would have been John Brockington and watching him. Powerful runner, uh, wasn't the fastest of backs, but he could just blow yes. people up. And I, no. I do remember some little snippets in my mind. I didn't uh, watch any video mm-hmm. on him uh, before we got on the podcast, yeah, but you you I too. do remember little bits and pieces uh, from my uh, very distant memory. <laughs> very, very nice. Um, just before we so, get uh, John, thing, do you have I always first, have to do this know, for Mark any Murphy. Memories? I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand it? What the hell is wrong with you people? People skills? Yeah, that little snippet we did of him, you know, that little snippet we did, everything was going uh, fine. And then all of a sudden at the end, he just had to, to mention right? the less, less successful seasons. Yeah. It's like... You just yeah. had to do that, Mark. Every you, it was you actually a really good quote. That. Okay. Ah. So moving on. Yeah, you just get <laughs> that little jab in. Come yeah. On, well, let's get nostalgic um, so a little bit about some former uh, Packer running backs, I guess. John, you had some things that you wanted yeah, to bring up. So people forget. <laughs> Andy and I sat through, as you know, through the dark times, daddies. Do you remember a running back called Tredell Middleton? Yeah, this is a blast from a past. Yeah, he was. He was, a, he was a little running back we had. Correct. Very, and kind he of a was scat one of the back. Fir- yeah, he was like a scat, but he, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was okay for a couple seasons. He was one of the first 
runners to have a thousand yards after Brockington. I mean, it was years. We couldn't draft a running back. And then we get him. But my yeah. favorite guys, and you remember this, and even you millennials out there remember this, because this was the start of the good stuff. Edgar Bennett and Dorsey Levins. Remember those guys, Andy? Sure do. Not great running yeah, back. Not flashy. Tandem. Right. Not flashy, but they could get the job done. And I remember Edgar Bennett was what I call a mutter. He could keep his feet like no one else when it was like muddy. I mean, the one thing to remember is go back, go back in the time machine. I'm sure they have it on YouTube or you could find it. You might have to pay for it. But the playoff game, um, 97, I believe. Uh, uh, maybe it was the following year at Lambeau Field where the the hole had been raining and it was just miserable and no one could keep their feet. And here comes Edgar Bennett just slip sliding along into the end zone. And I never forgot that for as long as I live because nobody could keep their feet. And even after the game, they had to replace the entire field. And little note, I don't know, Andy, if you did this, but they were selling pieces of that field. And my wife bought me part of the Lambeau field for my birthday. And uh, <laughs> I planted yeah, it. Yeah, I actually had it house. in my garage, John, uh, up until just <laughs> recently. <laughs> Yeah, and um, yeah, I kind of yeah, yeah. just so, I put awesome. it out in my yard, but it's it was our. I mean, of course, it was dead by then and whatnot. But it was actually we. Yeah, you had to pay. I think it was yeah, yeah, like yeah. twenty bucks or something for a piece of yep. Lambo. Twenty bucks, yeah, for a piece of Lambo. Whoa. yeah, it's in my first house with my <laughs> wife, and I was gonna dig it out of the lawn, and my wife wouldn't let me. She said, told me to keep it. It was dying anyway, but it was still really cool. Anyway. Getting back to it. one of my favorites was Amon Green. Um, he was man in the late 90s, early 2000s. Woof, you could not stop him. He got out there, and he's gone. You know, problem is he fumbled all the time. Remember that, Andy? <laughs> I remember it quite often. He was our all time yeah. leading rusher, wasn't he? Though, right. didn't and he? Still uh, is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. For the Packers. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, but man, when he could hold on to the ball, look out, man, you know, one better. And we got him for like a, I don't know, a pack of gum from Seattle. They just said, screw it. We, we don't want him anymore. And we basically took it for nothing to, you got him for nothing, which he was a great running back. Um, Ryan Grant. Do you remember Ryan Grant? Yeah, I got him for practically nothing, too. <laughs> got him for nothing from the Giants. Uh, wasn't that from, like, the Giants? Uh, oh. New York Giants? Yes, got him from the Giants. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he had a couple seasons. He was uh, great. You know, he helped us get into the playoffs and deep into the playoffs. But then, <sighs> like old story goes, soon as we got into the playoffs, for some reason, just like my boy Aaron Jones, he would fumble the ball, could not find a running lane, and just became this pedestrian back. And that was just like story of our lives. We get this hot running back, and then he gets in the playoffs, cannot get it done. But I remember a guy in the 80s. Yes, Andy, we have to go back to the 80s. Sorry. A guy <laughs> we drafted out of Minnesota called Daryl Thompson. He was the prototypical running back. Tall, just just a huge guy, could run with stride, man. He fast like a four three speed. Yeah, he didn't last too long because if I remember right, which was super funny, was I was watching a game with him and he was running down the field and Andy, nobody's near him. Nobody, not within 10 yards. He gets to the one, he fumbles the ball, fumbles the ball, it goes into the end zone <laughs> for a touchback. I remember. And I said to myself, well, he's officially a Packer. <laughs> so anyway, those are mine. Uh, Andy, what do you have? Yeah, just, I mean, briefly, Amon Green, just a really complete back. Uh, yeah. Just a, just a very, uh, just a 
great runner, fast, powerful, uh, really kind of almost like twitchy. Like you couldn't, it's hard to tackle him. Yes. Uh, he just was a really good back all around. He could even catch uh, passes pretty well out of the backfield. Um, that was probably his one weakness, if anything, but he still was pretty good at it. So was, I'm just, you know, Try grasping yeah. at straws, so to speak, on that. Yeah. But um, no, I thought I thought Edgar Bennett and Dorsey Levens uh, probably were the best tandem that mm-hmm. we had that complemented yeah. one another yes. really well. They had skill sets that right. that really did that very well. Absolutely. So, um, so I thought they really fit well as a tandem. And John, uh, don't forget UConn legend Eric Torkelson. Remember him? Who? The torque. No. (laughs) Yeah. Eric Torkelson at six foot two inches tall and really thin looked and ran like a stork and played Ah! seven seasons for the Packers 1974 to 1979 and 1981. John, he was, remember, he was all legs and no body. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. A, he looked like a human version of Mr. Salty, pretzel <laughs> stick man. Ah! And he was yeah, one yeah, of yeah. my my all-time favorites to watch run the football in his own unique way. He looked, Ooh, you boy. know, he looked like his legs were going to just snap like twigs as he was hurtling tackles. So, um, yeah, so Eric Torkelson. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, UConn legend. (laughs) That was actually when I Googled him. That's the first thing that came up. UConn uh, legend. And I'm like, I didn't know he was a legend at UConn. UConn? Yeah. And congratulations to UConn making it to the UConn with that football team. (laughs) Great basketball team. Sucky football team. Um, Whatever. Usually the case. So, breaking news, folks. Uh, I know you've been on pins and needles waiting for this. The Goody and LaFleur press conferences. So, and Andy, right? You've been on pins and needles about this? Pins and needles, John. Pins and yeah, needles. Yeah. Um, all right. This is getting out of hand. <laughs> I've said this a million times on this podcast. Does anyone know what they're doing <laughs> in the front office of the Packers? I mean, seriously. I mean, I, I just... I listened to this, and Andy was talking about, he kind of listened to the snippets, but I, for some reason, like torture or something myself. And anyway, I, I listened to it, and I was just like, what happened? What is going on? So if you could take a time machine and go back and look at the things that happened with Favre and the Packers, and now the things that are happening with uh, Rodgers and the Packers, they're almost the same. Far was more drama, you know, definitely more drama. But the Packers, Andy, they need to go back to history class. And I knew you were a teacher. You did not teach history. I believe you taught, what, English and social studies? Am I right? Yes, you're correct, right, John. Yep. Okay, great. There we go. Anyway, so the only thing they got right this time is they, well, hopefully, who knows, they haven't brought back Rodgers on family night like they did with Favre. And then, if you remember, too, they were like, ah, there's Favre, you know, up in the, in the whatever, the suites, and he's waving at everybody, and they're all cheering him. And, and McCarthy and Thompson are going, well, yeah, he could come back, I guess, sure. And then they, they just kept on leaving it open. Now, Rodgers is my guy. We already know that, people. But they just need to slam the door on Rodgers, okay? But they don't know how. And they keep leaving it open. So fix the door (laughs) and let's just move on. Uh, Andy, they're killing me, Andy. (laughs) They're killing me. (laughs) So that's an inside joke between Andy and I. (laughs) They're killing me. I say every time I let you get it. Killing me. Yeah. All right. So Andy. So so, so John. Uh, yeah, yeah. John. You know, since you since you brought it up about the whole Favre Rogers 
leaving Green Bay saga thing and how deja vu it all is. It's a debacle. Uh, Before I start in on this again, I just want to let you know, John, my son, Zach, who is on episode 17 with us, really wanted us to move on from this whole Rogers discussion. Um, I'm going to shed some new light on this subject. For hopefully, for hopefully the last time. <laughs> yeah. Anybody listening, just go back and listen to our episode 17 podcast for more flaming hot takes on the whole Rogers debacle. Uh, so there's a couple things I still need to get off my chest and, and uh, then maybe we'll be able to move on, <laughs> but probably not. <sighs> so the first word that came probably to mind, not. the first thing I have to get off my chest was culpability. And culpability Mm. means responsibility for a fault or wrong blame. The Packers organization is culpable. Not learning a thing from the Favre exit and doing it all over again with Rodgers. John, you just said it. You just brought it up and you're absolutely right. right. Aaron Charles Rodgers is culpable not learning a damn thing <laughs> from the Favre exit and making the same mistakes that Favre did. Aaron's culpable. The Packers organization is culpable. Here's a new one, though. <laughs> David Dunn, Aaron Rodgers' agent, is culpable. Yep. In capital letters. <laughs> Where is he at? Why isn't he advising Aaron on how to not look bad? (laughs) He should be telling Aaron that I will represent you and speak for you. Otherwise, hire a PR company. It's all about Mm -hmm. image, Aaron, and you're looking bad. You supposedly have an inner circle. You need people surrounding you that aren't just yes men. You either get bad advice or no advice at all because you are smarter than anybody else in the room or at the table. So his agent really needs to talk to him and say, Aaron, you need to stop it. And maybe David Dunn needs to start doing his job and maybe speaking a little bit more for Aaron. Or again, he's hire a good PR company or something because long-term this is going to affect Aaron. Um, so that's kind of a new one, John. I'll let you talk about that in a second. I'm just going to finish my <laughs> train of thought. Yeah, so that was the first thing yeah, was culpability. So in conclusion, there's plenty of blame to go around, you know, whether it's, you know, David Dunn, Rogers, the Packers, whatever. Unfortunately, Packer fans just have to deal with it. So the second thing I wanted to talk about was that this situation has been odious. So we had the culpability Mm -hmm. and now we have the odiousness of this. And odious means, John and Packer fans, extremely unpleasant, repulsive. So again, these two things that I talk about, this whole saga has a lot of culpability issues and odiousness. In fact, it was manufactured by yeah. Odeon. John, that's a reference to Anchorman, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so, John, any Probably. final thoughts on on that before you know we talk about mm. uh, more about the Goody, uh, you know, Lafleur press conference and everything? I haven't even gotten into that yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, I feel like I'm back at college, Andy. Thank you for bringing me back. All these big words that I have to memorize on the test for tomorrow. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, here's the thing. You know one thing I forgot, Andy? When Favre and, and the Packers were going through this difficult problem, they did hire a PR firm. The Packers hired this PR firm to give them advice on how to deal with the whole huge, at that time, it was a huge fallout. It's a hundred times worse than what's going on, right? Yep. And they they did. They had some Washington bigwigs who have dealt with, well, they're from Washington, so they deal with things. We won't get into that. That's the whole political stuff. 
Um, but <laughs> so again, that was a hundred times worse. So you think you would have been like, oh man, I don't want to go through this again. And we're going through it again. <laughs> so anyway, that was just my thing. So Andy, you can move on now. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the old uh, record players. This just popped in my head. You got the one side, you turn it over, you're playing the other side, except <laughs> it's that same side all over again. Right, <laughs> you exactly. Know? You're, you're expecting something new and different and better because mm-hmm. you learned from your mistakes and you turn over yeah, that yeah. record to the other side and there, it's the same song. It's the yeah, same exactly. song and dance they've been doing. So Yeah, right. So Yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. So the Goody <laughs> and the LaFleur press conference. So yes. um yeah, so I'm only gonna make like one comment on each and we'll probably branch off into several other things yeah, to discuss, sure. you know, based on that. But basically right. at the Goody presser, uh very interesting. He said that he said that Aaron Rodgers couldn't be reached. So Aaron Rodgers, you know, Aaron did not return the organization's phone calls, text messages, you know, emails, whatever it was, absolutely no communication on Aaron's part uh, to the Packers after they were trying to get a hold of him. So I just want to say this. I'm going to say this word for word because I have it written out. (laughs) So let me get this straight. Aaron is an employee of the Green Bay Packers organization making $59,500,000. What kind of employee gets away with no communication with his or her employer for weeks and weeks and weeks? Unbelievable, Aaron. Unbelievable. Inconceivable. (laughs) And John, we, you know what I'm referencing to because yes, Aaron Rodgers, one of his favorite movies is The Princess Bride. Princess Bride. And there's a scene in there that inconceivable comes up. So uh, basically there's this awesome actor. His name is Wallace Shawn who played yeah. Vicini. And I'll just kind of set it up for you guys. I'll try to do this from memory. But basically the dread... Pirate Roberts is climbing up this rope up the side of a very steep cliff. Mm-hmm. And they cut, eventually cut the rope. And this is what Vicini says. And I quote, he didn't fall. Inconceivable. <laughs> well, Aaron, <laughs> since you love the Princess Bride so much, I think that if what Goody said was true, is actually true, then you should take the fall for your inaction. Inconceivable. <laughs> John, any quick, quick comments on that? Princess Bride, no. you know how that ties in no. with Aaron? Yeah. Um, I will say, if you haven't watched The Princess Bride ever, do yourself a favor, watch it. You will not regret it. Even if you're like, oh, it's for kids. Trust me. It's a great movie. No. Very touching. To very touching because, movie about a yeah, relationship very, between very, the very, grandson and the grandfather. Well awesome. Yep. Yeah. Peter Falk well was fantastic in that. Just, yeah. just yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a good great movie. movie. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you move on to the the Lafar the floor. Lafar. So the floor presser, yeah. Yeah, you're on a roll. Um, so, so during this presser, Lafleura, as usual, didn't say much, and so I'm not going to make too many comments on it. But he basically said that I'm not going to get into trade discussion. You know, all the trade discussions that are going on with Goody and the GM from the New York Jets, uh, Joe Douglas. Uh, well, Mike Lafleur, uh, John, and I. We'll get into the middle of that discussion right now, LaFleur. So, John, you got any comments on that part of it where he didn't? Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, So, Andy, that's hilarious, and it's right on point. So I'm going to continue with Princess Bride, okay? So LaFleur is like the guy. Again, if you haven't seen the movie, watch it. But if you've seen the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. 
So Lafleur is like the guy in who's in the movie. Uh, since we're talking about Princess Bride, so when Buttercup tells the father-in-law, I don't know if you remember this, Andy. This near the end of the it's, movie. It's perfect. Uh, where it's yeah, perfect, and he tells yeah. the king. She tells the king after her wedding. You know, you've been so kind to me, um, and kisses him on the cheek, and then uh, she says, "I'm going to kill myself." And the king just smiles and says to the queen, she kissed me. <laughs> that's like Lafleur. She says, oh, you've been so kind. And that's Lafleur heard that, you know. But he didn't hear the part, uh, I'm going to kill myself? <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's what, that's like Lafleur. Exactly. is like, this is what happens. So <laughs> it's like Lafleur was told by Gudekunst and Murphy. Hey, uh. So you you'll be Lafleur, okay, uh -huh. uh, Andy. So uh, so I'm Goody and Murphy, and I say to you, hey uh, Matt, uh, we're gonna move on from Rogers, um, and uh, you okay with that? So <laughs> is Rogers gonna be ready for training camp? Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's kind of like he totally missed it they didn't say he's coming to they said he's leaving <laughs> yeah and lafleur's going so he's gonna be ready for training camp right like no right? yeah he's he's this is like i said i'm gonna kill myself hey she gave me a kiss <laughs> i'm like wait yeah. a minute what yeah how did that <laughs> Yeah. So and then, then he made some interesting comments about Jordan Love, didn't he, John? Oh, I love these. I love these. So <laughs> I'm glad I'm really glad you brought this up. I'll you just say your thing on that and I'll yeah, 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 then do a follow-up on that. Buddy. But yeah, I'm glad I'm glad so, you're gonna talk about this. So then after Fleur basically just goes like, Oh, yeah, we love Rogers and he's one in a generation of talent and he's great. Like someone had to like basically tell him he's not gonna be here. He's leaving. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so <laughs> they asked him about Jordan Love. And this is my favorite. And, you know, Andy, we already talked about it. I've heard the comments. So I'll just move on here. He says, and I quote, we need to temper our expectations. <laughs> and I, I'm like, when he says that, this is this is what I this is what I think. Okay. So it's like, uh, hey, <laughs> Matt LaFleur, how's everything going with this one? Well, you know, uh, we need to temper our expectations. <laughs> it's like that record scratch. Like, yeah, what? did he just say that basically Jordan Love sucks? And then he goes into, like I said, <laughs> so then he goes into, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a one-of-a-kind generational talent, and though he didn't start there, he worked hard to become that kind of talent. So this is his way to say, okay, Jordan Love, he kind of sucks, but that's all right because Aaron Rodgers was, well, he was talented, but, you know, he became even more talented, so there's still hope. So I'm like, okay, he sucks, but there's still hope. And then my favorite one is, we need to surround Jordan with football players. <laughs> okay, yes, we do, and have to, who have to be on point <laughs> with the players we we currently have. In other words, we better surround Love with talented players because he's not as good as Rogers. And if we don't draft and develop right, I'm out of a job. <laughs> oh, wait a minute! If I'm out of a job, I can blame Gutekunst and Murphy for not killing, not keeping Rogers. So the whole thing was a dumpster fire. First of all, he, he's like, oh, yeah, Rogers is gone. Okay, okay. And then he basically says, well, here's the deal. <laughs> you know, and if any of you are parents out there, you know when you talk about some of your, ki your kids, you might talk about one of your kids in glowing terms. Oh, he's this, he's that. And then you might talk about one of your kids like, well, at least he's trying. <laughs> and when a parent says their kid is trying, parents know that's parents speak for 
yeah, he's not very bright, and we need to work with him. <laughs> and nothing against Jordan Love, okay? Because there's been people out there, including Mike Martz. If you guys know who Mike Martz was, he was the architect or one of the architects for the 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 best show on turf was the Rams with Kurt Warner and and all those great receivers back in the in the nineties and everything like that or two thousands I should say where they were just this unstoppable offense and Mike Martz looked at tape and maybe I can put a link to this Andy if you haven't seen it and he says this guy's an NFL starter and he's going to be a great quarterback and I'm like okay but then why is the coach saying <laughs> so Andy, <laughs> that was my thoughts on that. So I'd like to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that whole thing about Jordan Love. I had almost forgotten about that. Yeah, right? Some of the things that he has said. Uh, but since you brought it up now, yeah, he's in he's in total denial about Rodgers, isn't he? He's still expecting yes, Rodgers to show that. up and uh, yep. a real quarterback. Um, so yeah, he Lafleur really didn't give a resounding vote of approval for Jordan Love, no. did he? No, he didn't. Uh, <laughs> you know, so basically he's like, mm, yeah, uh, we're we're gonna play the quarterback who gives us the best chance to win. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do, eh? Uh, whatever players are with the team, then we'll choose who the best player to play the position for the Packers is, and. And who the best player to lead our team is. Uh, and it was kind of like, uh, huh? What? <laughs> what did he just yeah, say? Yeah. I mean, how yeah. cliche, LaFleur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh -huh. Again, for our, our folks out there, cliche means an opinion <laughs> that is overused and betrays a lack of original thought. The key there is a lack of original thought. Mm -hmm. This is what LaFleur does at these press conferences. He doesn't give us any substance or well-thought-out answers. He yeah. uses a lot of Mark Murphy's playbook on that. So, gonna, so it was just kind of funny listening to him. I heard a couple little clips of it, little snippets of yeah, some yeah. of the things that he said. And it's just like, seriously, it's the whole – same cliche thing that you hear yeah. from all these football yep. coaches during yep. training camp and, and who they're going to choose to to play a certain position or whatever. We're talking about quarterback, though. We're talking about the face of your franchise, buddy. Um, you know, he's just making mm. it sound like he's just any other, you know, player on the team. Yeah. He's not. <laughs> you mm -hmm. better have a quarterback. or Otherwise, you're going to win in this league, buddy. You know, and then he will be out of a job. So whether he likes it or not, yeah. he's going to have to. He's had some years with Jordan Love, you know. Right. If he's any good at what he's doing, and he's supposed to have, be an offensive genius or guru or whatever, he better start acting yeah. like one because he's going to need to be one this year. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sorry, great, that was totally. I just went that. off there. Sorry. <laughs> Just went off on no, a tangent. No, no, I don't even no, know no. where this we is, are right now in the podcast. But... This is passionate. Well, I'll tell you where we are. We're gonna get <laughs> come now on LaFleur. Into what I talked about earlier about the trade and uh WTF. Since this is a podcast that maybe kids yeah. listen to, we know what that means. Um, so <laughs> here we go. It's been seems forever for the trade compensation for uh future for the football services i love the way you said that andy a future nfl <laughs> hall of famer aaron charles rogers so yeah um and i'll read this one because i want i want to go into you andy because i think the us are really good so what are my thoughts about the discussions of the trade and everything that i'm not going to get into too much because just for zach's sake and maybe other people are sick of this but Here's the thing what I've been hearing is that we're not going to get that much for him. So everyone thinks that we're going to get this pirate's booty of <laughs> draft picks and players. I'm telling you right now, that's not going to happen. If we get a first, I will do cartwheels. And I can't do cartwheels, Andy. But I will try to do cartwheels if we get a first and like a second for him and a player. I, I will flip out. That's not going to happen. Um, but Andy, let's get let's just get right to it because I, I just think we're we're in for a 
big letdown, and I'm sorry because this is an uplifting podcast. But I just think that uh, we're not going to get what we think we want to get for uh, future Hawk. No, no, we're so, not. We're going to get. We're not going to get anything like Seattle got for Russell Wilson. We're not going to get no. anything like uh, the, even the Lions got for Matthew Stafford. Yeah, and uh, Aaron is arguably better than both those guys. Better than both of them. Yeah, and uh, at least at this point, maybe even healthier than both those guys because both of those yeah. guys were banged up big time last mm-hmm. year. So that's yeah. Sorry, off the subject, but no, no, um, no. So yeah. don't start so, out with uh, what do you think we're going to get from national media first? Yeah, the time? national media um, basically were saying that we're going to get one one second round pick in twenty twenty three. Okay. Uh, which hopefully is the higher of the two that they have right now because they got one from uh, right. Cleveland that's 42. Otherwise, it's 43. I think that's their pick. So they have two picks in the second round. And a conditional pick in 2024 as high as a first rounder. It's based off sure. of whether Aaron comes back to play next year, whether he's going to retire mm-hmm. or not, uh, whether he's you know uh, going to play more than one year. Uh, so that that second pick would be a conditional one. So basically, we're guaranteed of only really getting a second round pick and some sort of conditional a pick joke. next year. Uh, and that is the latest uh, that the uh, you know that the Jets wanted to attach. Uh, there's a draft pick that um, in 2025 that they wanted the Packers to attach in 2025 after um, after the upcoming season. So mm-hmm. that was the latest. Um, so basically that one I hadn't heard about, but just today, I think it was today or yesterday, um, that they that was a snag in the discussions between <laughs> the Jets and the Packers. So I know I'm not explaining this well, but sorry. Uh, so basically a second round pick, a conditional pick next year in 2024, And then the Jets wanted the Packers to give them back a draft pick in 2025, if I was reading that right, if Rodgers retires. Yeah. So that's what the national media is saying. Does that make sense, John? I know. I wasn't explaining that second part very well, but that the latest news was about the 20. And that I was like, what's going on with that? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, if it it were me... And and I was trying to get the ideal compensation. And the best case scenario would be to get the Jets' 13th pick in the first round this year. And a second round pick, hopefully, I don't really care, the 42nd or the 43rd, it didn't re- doesn't really matter, in the 2023 draft. Uh, we need to help Jordan now right now we need him to get him some weapons yeah. he's not as good as rogers we have to get some offensive uh playmakers uh so basically um you know that we need the first round pick in 2023 uh and a conditional uh even a uh a, a unconditional sorry a second round pick in 2024 and that's in my opinion um, it, it's, we really do need those two things, but that's ideal compensation. That's the best case scenario. I think that we can hope for at this point, mm-hmm. the, uh, realistic comp- compensation and the worst case scenario yeah. is this. Um, so basically the jets don't want to give up their first round pick and we aren't going to, it really seems like we aren't going to get it, uh, no. this year. Um, <laughs> So, and I think the reason for that, and this is off the subject a little bit, but because they're at 13, they're going to be able to draft a really good offensive lineman, a left tackle in particular, or a right tackle to protect uh, Aaron Rodgers. So I think that's why they don't want to give it up. Um, So again, if we could get realistically the second round pick at 42, and a conditional maybe second to fourth round pick in 2024. Um, as long as we got somewhere in that range, I think that's about the best we could hope for at this point. And that's actually, you know, my worst case scenario. And I think that's going to happen. So 
Um, the, the Jets had traded wide receiver Elijah Moore to the Cleveland Browns for their second round pick this year. Uh, the problem is, John, and Packer fans out there, the Jets only have six draft picks in 2024. They don't have a third round pick and they don't have a seventh round selection. I was listening to Colin Cowher today and they were talking about this third round pick and this stuff. It's like, come on, guys, oh do your homework. Um, they don't have a third round pick this year. So you can't give the second and the third round pick because they don't yeah, have yeah. one. That means they're going to be giving uh, maybe give us both second round picks, but that ain't going to happen either. They only mm -hmm. have six picks. Yeah. And so yeah. that that they aren't going to part with that number one pick um, no. or their two second round selections. I don't think that's going to happen. It's the worst case scenarios. I'd actually be happy with the both seconds this year, mm -hmm. but that ain't happening. They only have no. six picks this year and they didn't have any compensatory picks or anything that I saw come up where we got a ton nope. of them. And to be Quite honest, I'd be happy maybe since we have so many picks this year, maybe to be able to get a higher draft pick next year uh, based on performance and this and that. So, sure. um, so yeah. anyway, I'm not sure if you have any thoughts on that. John. No, no, not, <laughs> not really. It's just going to be very disappointing. So, you know, if you're, again, if you're thinking we're going to get a first round, the only way we get a first round is if the Packers throw in a player or something, which I don't know. That's just really good. Yeah, they, but, they aren't gonna even they aren't even gonna get the first round pick straight up, John. They're not gonna get it. It no, really sounds no. like that is yeah, that's uh something in gross. negotiations that is off the table. That's not something yeah. that's gonna be anything that's gonna happen. So we are not yeah. gonna do be able to even so, do it straight up for the first. Uh, first round pick that they've got at 13. Right. Um, I know. Very so, disappointing. Stinks, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's stay with the future here and everything like that. Um, I just wanted just to mention uh, really kind of interesting. This guy is not even on our draft guru, guru radar. Uh, the Packers brought in a from Florida State uh, safety named Jamie Robinson. The weird thing about him, he's in the top 30. So he's not, I mean, he's got good speed. You know, he's 5'11, 191, had a mess of tackles, uh, runs uh, 4.59 in the 40, really good, really good scores uh, at the combine, but he's top 30. And, you know, usually, <laughs> usually when you hear we're talking to all these guys, nothing comes of it. But I thought this was just really interesting because we need a safety. Uh, this kid is not on anyone's boards. He would be a weird, let's put it this way, Packer fans. If we get this kid at 15, he was a reach. I mean, a giant reach. So just interesting because not a big name, but it's, it's interesting the fact that the Packers are, you know, bringing somebody in because usually they, what they like, they don't like to tip their hand a lot. with kind of a big thing. So that was just really quick news. Andy, though, he brought a really interesting article to me uh, to talk about, about he found this article about why do women over 40 leave their husbands? And I was first, I was like, what are we doing, a divorce show? <laughs> what, what is this show? <laughs> and then when he explained it to me more about Rogers and the Packers, and I know we're going back to this, but... You know, I said, man, we have to include this in the podcast because this makes total sense because it's not only involved Rogers, but also Favre. And it, it's really, really interesting to me. And it will kind of make you laugh a little bit because this is not a typical divorce where, you know, if you've been through divorce like I have uh, with my family or with your family or maybe with yourself, you know, it's really hard and it's hard to get back on your feet and stuff. This is just really weird because it's between an organization and a player. And it's kind of man and wife. And Andy will tell you who's the who's the who's the man in this, the husband, and who's the wife in this. So Andy, take this away. Yeah, John. So there was an article that I read recently about uh it was titled Harsh 
harsh reason uh, that women over 40 leave their husbands by Mitzi Brockman. And she's kind of a specialist in relations, relationships between, you know, men and women and relationships of husbands and wives. So basically she's kind of a therapist and she wrote this article. And so as I, as I read it, uh, I realized uh, Aaron is the wife in this relationship <laughs> and that the Packers organization is the husband. So here are five reasons Aaron will leave the Packers just like women leave their husbands. So again, women are most more likely over 40 to leave their husbands. And these are the five reasons why. Uh, the first reason why um, is disconnection. And in the case of Aaron and the Packers, Aaron is constantly processing what is happening in his life and the Packers are unable to connect with him. So there's a disconnect, a disconnection with Aaron and the Packers. So that's the first thing. The second thing that the article mentioned was a breakdown of communication. Communication is the foundation on which marriage is built. There was a definite breakdown between Aaron and the pack. The marriage then falls apart. So that's a biggie, the breakdown of communication. The third thing is a fear of change. The Packers in particular <laughs> have that fear, the fear <laughs> of change. Whereas Aaron was more than willing to change and pursue new interests. So that was the third thing that Mitzi had mentioned about the reasons why wives leave their husbands past 40. It's kind of funny on the age too, John. So the fourth thing yeah. was uh, dis <laughs> discomfort with seeking help. That was the fourth thing. The Packers organization, like, like men, are getting help on the other hand, Aaron Rodgers, like many women, is way more likely to get help. This disinterest in seeking help to make the change can be the death knell of any marriage. And by knell, I, that means uh, the sound of a bell rung solemnly for a death or funeral. The death knell of any marriage. The, the bells are a ringing, John. So again, uh, that discomfort with seeking help, which <laughs> the bell. Packers organization, after going through Favre and then Packers going through Rogers, has some definite problems with seeking help. And oh, whoever boy. they're talking to, it ain't working because they keep doing the same things yeah, over and over again. That person. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the fifth thing uh, they mentioned about the reason for these divorces is a divergence of interests. So common goals or interests that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have maybe changed over the years. Uh, things that they might have shared 18 seasons ago <laughs> aren't necessarily those they share now. Right. So there's a divergence of interest. So Aaron right now is, is out there doing a lot of different things, exploring, mm -hmm. you know, his, his journey in life and all this kind of stuff. And again, uh, the Packers, I don't know if they really get it, but there is, again, that divergence of interest, the interests uh, that Aaron Rodgers has, what his goals are and his interests are and what the Packers' goals and interests are. So um, so do you have any any comments on this? Anything no, that you I, want to add about all the conclusions, about you know why this divorce ha is happening, the similarities yeah. between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers' organization's divorce? Other than you hit it right on the head, right? So Aaron Rodgers is one of those, uh, if he is the wife, he, you know, he's going to the gym, he's working out again, you know, wearing some things that he wore like 20 years ago, uh, maybe staying out a little bit later, maybe a little more flirty. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny that we, like, we're using him as the wife, which I love. 
You know what I mean? And like, and everybody says that in a divorce. If your wife comes home and she's always late, and then when you ask her, like, hey, what's going on and stuff, that's communication, right? You know, oh, blah, 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 I told you I was doing that. And just like interest, you know, like your wife, if your wife ever says to you, hey, let's go party, let's go out and do things. Like Andy and I, we've been both married over 20 years. If our wife, either one of our wives came home and said, Hey, honey, let's go out and party. I'd be like, who are you? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'm not going to go out and party and get drunk. Are you out of your mind? What? Why? You know, so I know there's something going on. And then really, you know, the fear of change, right? Is, is That's a big thing in marriage, right? A lot of people don't want to change. Like, hey, if you want to be in this marriage, and I've heard this a million times, um, not only from my wife, but. You know, other buddies I talk to who are married, they're like, hey, if you want to make this work, you're going to have to change. You're going to have to, you know, do this and do that. And it, it may not be a big thing. It may be like, hey, you need to mow the lawn on Tuesdays instead of Wednesdays because I want to go whatever and do this. Okay, fine. And all those things add up to problems. Now, how does this, how does this happen? Complacency. That's one thing I've heard a lot, and I heard from my friend Michael. When you're in a marriage, like any marriage, you get complacent, right? You know she's going to be home. You're going to be home. You're both going to eat dinner. You're both going to watch a movie or whatever, right? You, you don't think about it. But then when things start, like I said, miscommunication, no one's showing up and showing up late and telling you when to party and you don't want to party, there's a problem, right? And we both, Andy and I have been, just like every marriage, have our ups and downs. But we've made it through because we communicate and we try to understand a little bit more. And there's going to be times where you're banging your head against the table and going, she's not getting it. And she's doing the same thing to you. He's not getting it. But overall, we talk and we get through it. And the Packers just couldn't, right? It was too far gone. It was, they decided... Eight and nine, that's where we're going to sign the papers and move on. And Goody, and Goody said that in not so many certain terms, because we already talked about that, where he said, well, when things started to go, eight and nine, we thought maybe it's time to move on. But they already wanted to do that three years ago. And that's what typically happens in a divorce, too. That's one thing kind of mentioned in here. What usually happens is when a person's about to get divorced, that divorce has already started months ago. They just don't have the guts to, to, to go through it. Um, and one way or another. So not to bring anybody down here, but <laughs> it, again, you, I, I just don't, I just don't get it. We knew those things are happening. You got to work on them and build a stronger relationship. And they did, but it was too late. So, I think it's enough with that. I love that article, Andy. That was awesome. And so many things that like resounded with me to be like, yeah, this is a relationship like everything. And it's a marriage basically. So, yeah. That well, was awesome. you know, I was going to mention one more thing, John, and, and it's, you know, the parent, the Packers want to be, the Packers need to be relevant. And, yes. um, you know, they made a decision to give Aaron Rodgers a three-year contract at yeah, $150 million. Right. So if they were truly wanted the divorce, uh, they mm -hmm. should have maximized again, uh, you know, sell high, not low. <laughs> After he won <laughs> right. that MVP, they should have again yep. then pivoted. And yep. traded them. Correct. And they didn't do that. So again, it's yep. that fear of change. And I think that's a yes. key right it there. Is. is that the Packers organization wants to be a winning franchise. They need that. They don't want to yep. go back to the dark times oh, <laughs> that we've no. talked about. And they want to win. And I have no yeah. problem with that. But right. they really needed to cut the cord and yep. move, on, move on and they didn't do it and they made nope. a big mistake if mm. that's what they wanted to do they should have did it right 
And exactly so right. they only have themselves to blame for that, that they're in this situation and they aren't going to yeah. get the value for Aaron Rodgers. So I thought I'd just add that. Yeah. And that was uh, one thing that was totally off the cuff, cuff uh, <laughs> Packers fans. <laughs> Totally Love winging it. it on that one, but I mean, Love it. that that I've heard that time and time and time again, mm -hmm. John, from yep. Yep. a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. The Packers want to be relevant. They yep. want to be. They have to, to, be. to remain one of the greatest franchises in the National Football League, have and that's that's how you stay relevant is by winning. And yeah. uh yeah, they want to be on they want to be on TV in prime time. They want to be yep. the face of the NFL. And Correct. um, you know, you don't do that by losing. <laughs> you know, no, you don't. it doesn't happen yeah. by losing, it happens Absolutely. by winning. Yeah. And the yeah. only comparison I can do just really quickly before we conclude the show is the Chicago Bulls. If you're in the 90s and you're a basketball fan. Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls were everything, right, Andy? I mean, yeah. they were the team. They won six championships. They could have won a seventh, maybe an eighth championship. But what did they do? Basically had a terrible marriage, went through a divorce uh, with Michael Jordan, you know, and went through all that thing, watched The Last Dance. It's a great documentary. And you, you – there's some similarities between it. Maybe we'll do an episode on this between what's happening with the Packers. But have the Chicago Bulls been relevant in the past? Well, I don't know. 15 years? Let's just go a decade. Have they, Andy? Not, <laughs> not the Chicago Bulls done anything. Nope. No. They have not. Right? Not They're a thing. in our division with the Bucks, And the Bucks have been dominant for the past, oh, you know, seven years, maybe a little longer. But no, they're just a team, you know, they're just, they're just a bunch of guys and they don't get the, you know, used to be Chicago Bulls were on everything. You couldn't turn on the TV without seeing the Bulls in, on TV and radio and newspaper and, and you name it. Now, eh, they got a couple of good players. I don't know basketball that much, so I can't say, but I do know they're not relevant. And that's what's going to happen to the Packers if they don't watch what they're doing. So anyway, <laughs> that's that's the thing. So we're going to end the show with this. We have a bunch of exciting things. But before we end the show, Andy, we're huge in Australia. <laughs> yeah, you told me about that. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's people awesome. listening in Australia, hopefully you're still listening. We love you. we got Packer fans in Australia. Got to love that. Uh, Canada is listening to us too. So, hey, Canada, we love you. Don't, yeah, they're back, don't John. they're back. They're back. They're back again. <laughs> so this is the greatest month of all because I'm excited. It's like Christmas if you're a football fan. So hopefully Rodgers will be traded before the draft. We already talked mm -hmm. about that, what we could get. But we're going to have, and Andy and I are going to talk about this, we're going to have a full mock draft picks 1 through 32 who we're going to pick. Okay, and I know this is a Packers podcast, but we're going to go one through 32 because I'm curious of how this is going to match up with Andy and I's picks and with the picks that actually happen. And on a, as a bonus, hopefully this happens. <laughs> you know, we're <laughs> just two guys trying to make a podcast. Uh, we will be live, hopefully, Thursday, April 27th, straight from the Packers Blitz Man Cave my place <laughs> and i yep. andy and i will be covering picks one through 32 are you ready for that andy are you ready to do that I'm ready. first hackers blitz draft <laughs> so let's get to work andy you know i love this time of year everyone has hope for their team and hope who they draft so i'm really excited about it so andy what do you got on that yeah, I will be doing some major research, John. <laughs> uh, major research, analysis, and, and number crunching. Yeah, remember number. that old line that we used to hear at, back at Platteville? <laughs> <laughs> number crunching? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm excited for the uh, extra draft pick or draft picks the Packers will receive from the Jets with the pending Aaron Rodgers trade before the NFL draft. 
Yeah. I hope that everyone learned a plethora of new dictionary words today. Culpability, odious, cliche, nell, etc. It's really inconceivable <laughs> all of the new words everybody can learn listening to Packers Blitz. And as always, thank you, Packers fans, for joining us today. And thank you, John, for hosting with me. Love it, buddy. Like I said, 20th episode. This is always great. Again, you guys can listen to us on any podcast hosting site out there. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Please leave a comment. Please talk to us about your draft picks. Uh, we promise not to be talking about Rodgers too much more until, well, we get our draft picks whatever, or draft pick. Um, so anyway, love you, Andy. Always great to talk to you, and I will see you next week. See you next week, John. All right, buddy.